2: Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at
1: 5pm Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
0: Well, you see, we play football in India, whereas you play bootball He's a sassy little man. Welcome to Pint of Football, the nation's drunkest football podcast, where much like Elon Musk, the inevitable endgame of this endeavour is us getting bored and indignant and accusing everyone that listens to us of paedophilia. Joining me as always, a free speech absolutist, just don't ask about his views on trade unions, it's Andy, the ice bully, Baxter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Autopiloting into a wall at 90 mile per hour It's Daz, Golden Boss, Napton The Golden Boss And I am a cyborg pig about to be shot at Mars It's Tom, Unbreakable Hustler, Meadowcroft
2: Do you think we need to add any context to those names or just leave them in?
0: Uh, These nicknames were brought to you by (laughs) a Find Your Ice Hockey Player nickname meme of, of, of unknown source ice bully is really good mm. it really sums up andy's personality
1: <laughs> it really I've, does
2: i feel that ice would be a good medium if you were gonna bully someone
0: yeah it's it's pointy it's hard and it's cold you can just hold it against someone's neck or you can stab them or whack them over the head and it's
2: sort of self dissolving as evidence mm-hmm.
0: yep yeah, and anyone can make it it's just it's really a fantastic
1: material for being slightly irritating mm. just thought of an idea for our 100th episode let's do top 100 ways to kill someone with ice <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm sure um, sport social would love that ice, ice is a sport yeah sport is played on ice I guess Yeah, that'll do. Anyway, why are we here? Well, we're here because it's episode 99. Crazy. Can you feel feel the pressure?
0: I can feel the pressure. It's uh, it's really making my pants not fit. We're back doing uh, the Find a Funny Story from Every Country in the World series. Can't remember whether it had a more snappy name than that. Maybe we can make one up now. I keep thinking about Ice Bullies, um,
2: Football Global. Globe, Yeah, Knowledge Zone, Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure no one has the the domain rights for that, so we could probably buy it. Cool,
0: cool. Right, I'll look into that. I'll put that on the. I'll put that on the to do list. So, last time out, uh, which was a very long time ago, apologies everyone, I was given India. Not usually thought of as a football nation, is that fair to say?
1: My main recollection of India in football is when you and I drunkenly started a FIFA be a pro career and made Uh, an Indian footballer. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and he was like seven foot tall and played for Preston or something. And he, his only attributes were being really tall and fat.
1: I mean, he did score all the time, but we still lost like six one. Hmm. I, I mean, apologies if I missed this bit, but what about
2: him was Indian? What, 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 what about those attributes and him scoring lots of goals
1: was Indian? Well, no, it's just that that's where we decided he was from. He just happened to be from a oh, final okay, on, on FIFA, be, We wanted
0: to be called up to the national team.
1: Yeah, on FIFA, you can only pick like 30 national teams that actually you can get called up for. And mm. India is like the one that's half a star. So we thought, you know, there's a chance you, we might get picked. You might get picked fairly quickly if that happens. I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying. Me and Daz yeah.
0: um, kind of have a tradition of playing co-op FIFA when we get in after a ground top really pissed up. Yeah, and uh, I think we always we always kind of go for quite. You know, we we kind of reach we we set ourselves a challenge. Something that's not going to be achieved in um, three hours of drunken arguing. Yeah, one we, of we, those was get a, a get our Indian uh starlet, <laughs> our overweight Indian starlet into the national team.
1: I think sadly the mistake we make. Because on all the modern FIFA's, there's at least three or maybe five preseason matches. So we never Mm. actually get past that. Ah, right, yeah. Okay. I just think
0: it's um kind of impossible no matter who you are to play co-op FIFA. It requires a level of psychic connection that me and Dad simply don't have.
2: And also sort of patience and General sort of ability at the game. All of things
1: which are not usually present when drunk. <laughs> yeah, we did actually, last time we did it, drag out. I don't even know where you found it. But we did drag out from your house an emergency bottle of dark rum. Ah, yes.
0: Anyway, India, what's that about? Obviously, cricket is huge in India, to the extent that uh, the Indian Premier League actually refers to the cricket rather than the football and occasionally gets broadcast over here for people that are very, very into cricket. Um, There's also something called uh, Kabaddi, which looks like a more violent version of tag. Mm. That seems to be the traditional game. Um, Apparently chess was also invented in India, where it was known as uh, Chaturanga. And there have been a number of Indian grandmasters of chess. So there's three sports that are perhaps more important to the history of India or more
2: enjoyed than football. So are you saying we should do a podcast about Kabaddi? Yeah. It kind
0: of looks like... um are you familiar with the game Bulldog? Yeah. It kind of looks like that, but on a smaller sort of pitch. And... It's taken quite seriously rather than a game that's
2: played by uppity school kids. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. and I suppose each area had its own rules. And I use the term rules very loosely. Mm -hmm. But you just sort of seem to charge from one end of the playground to the other and either try to avoid being hit or trying to do the hitting. Yeah, I mean, from what I remember,
0: it's... If you were dragged to the ground, then you're out, and then you had to join the the rest of the people that were dragging people to the ground. Okay, so it's basically like the only interesting bit of rugby. Yeah,
2: is there a ball? <coughs> no, can't be, no. I don't suppose there's a ball, is there?
1: No, there's there's no ball, but there just is Just balls. Uh, I hope
2: that's the slogan of the uh, of <laughs> the Kabaddi Premier League.
0: Yeah, no <laughs> balls, just balls, just balls. <laughs> so going into this I thought that India were one of the worst football teams in the world in relation to their size however in the top 10 countries based on size they're actually only the second worst Uh, they are currently 104th in the FIFA rankings whereas Kazakhstan are 114th is Kazakhstan that big? small victories yeah Kazakhstan's pretty chonky. I didn't realize that. Wow, fair yeah. enough.
2: I thought that was the game we were going to have to guess which is the biggest country which is worse at football. You don't really hear from Kazakhstan. No, I suppose no.
0: Don't really know what's going on there. Are
2: they are they at war? I mean, maybe. We just don't know. Who knows? If we have any listeners in Kazakhstan or from Kazakhstan, then you know, tell us <laughs> are you at war? What is your objective? Would you like to have a war? We can we, <laughs> we can fight you. Can sort you out with a war. World
1: War Three playing <laughs> football
2: versus Kazakhstan. <laughs> well, it, it does sound like there's loads of them, so we might have to get some other podcast people involved. But
0: if we wake up tomorrow, and we've got a we've got a like we've got a email from Sports Social saying, "Hi guys, um, don't want to don't want to tread on your you know your vibe on the podcast there." But we understand that you've declared war on Kazakhstan, (laughs) which is kind of contrary to our brand. Yeah. Um, If you could not do that, that would be extra groovy. (laughs) So back to India, their international fortunes. They have never qualified for a World Cup. Uh, That much should be obvious to most people that follow football. They were runners-up in a rather odd four-team 1964 AFC Cup uh, where they came second to Israel. Who
1: else was in it?
0: One moment, please, caller. Grilled. Um, a- Israel, India, South Korea, Hong Kong.
1: So the AFC is always weird, isn't it?
2: I mean, mm-hmm. is, is it a funny old set of tournaments just because it's... Massive, and then they've got Australia in there somehow. But sometimes, I mean, is
0: Israel a bit of a strange case as well? Because they start, they started in the AFC, and then because of the politics of Israel and you know where they stand in the rest of things and whatnot, um, they had to leave the AFC and join the OFC, which is clearly a nonsense, but it's just that. No one else would have them at the time. And now, of course,
2: they're in um, UEFA. Yeah. Like Australia being in Eurovision. Yeah. Strange.
0: No one seems to care about the sanctity of the Eurovision anymore. Well, yeah. Especially the Scousers. (laughs) Anyway. um, Since the 1964 AFC Cup, where they were second to Israel, they've only managed to get to the group stage unfortunately. The only thing that they've historically been really good at is something called the South Asian Football Federation Championship, which they've managed to win eight times. So, best Big of um, best of those guys.
2: Not a stellar field, but, you know, everyone can put a team out and have a game, so why not? I, I think
1: we should look to see when the next one is and make that our next oh, tournament we go to. That'd
0: be something, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> really would. Put that on the bucket list.
0: And um, as you know, whenever I do an episode of this, I like to dive down into the nether regions of the league system to look for some funny name clubs. Yes. Um <clears throat> India can provide us with teams such as Rising Student Club. <laughs> yeah, okay. Social Warrior FC. Nice. Not to be confused with Social Justice Warrior FC. They're too busy to play football. Uh, Young Challengers. My personal favourite, Bloodmouth Club.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> have, so, they been, have they been playing kabaddi? <laughs> yeah.
0: George Telegraph Sporting Club. These are just like names out of a tombola. Uh, Peerless Sports Club and Panjim Footballers. Panjim. Panjim which is a place. Oh, okay. So oh, it would well. be like us starting a team and calling it Western Footballers. Yeah, okay, I see. Like it's like a bad translation, that one, isn't it? <clears throat> I enjoy that. It's just very to the point. But Blood Mouth Club are probably going to go on my list of teams that I look out for because that's just phenomenal.
1: Yeah.
0: Looking into the sort of league system of India... That uh, I did draw some parallels with America in that it had a few false starts in terms of establishing professional football. And um, I think it's fair to say that we think of the Super League as being one of the sort of new, flashy leagues that, that a lot of ageing pros want to go over to get paid and maybe start their coaching career.
2: Is it still going?
0: Indian Super League, yeah. Wow. However, there's a team called a- ATK Mohan Bagan. Sorry for any mispronunciations this episode, by the way, in advance. Um, They're 133 years old, which wow. surprised me, to be honest. Wow. And yeah. another club called East Bengal, which are um, 102 years old. Rivaling just, quite a lot of English clubs there. Just those yeah. two playing each other, not it. <laughs> I just think they're the only ones that survived. Um, a lot, a lot of the other Indian Super League teams are kind of decades old.
2: Is there, are there any high-profile players still over there that we'll know? Because I'm just look, remembering, I'm trying to think, I was trying to think before when I knew we were doing India, of who else I remember playing over there.
1: Robbie um, Keane, Roberto Carlos.
2: Del Piero as well. Did he? He scored one in the first season, according to
0: pretty sure David James spent some time at over there.
2: internet, Yeah, I agree, David James. Yeah. Just looking at the rosters. Yeah, you're right, um, Roberto Carlos. Freddie Lumberg. No way. Robert Perez. He will have played with oh, Lumberg yeah. as well, will not he? Mm-hmm. Berbatov. He was a great player. Berbatov was young. Yeah.
0: J. Emmanuel Thomas. I mean, he was never a massive player, but he's playing for Jamshed Perk. Fucking hell, I'm gonna mispronounce a lot of things this time.
2: I was there when he when Rovers played City in the Yeah, what was the Johnson's Paint trophy and he scored the winner against him. we went 1-0, I think McCrystal scored ahead of him?
0: McChrystal's only competitive goal for Rovers. Was <laughs> it? It was, yeah. Trust me, I know everything I know everything about uh McCrystal. McChrystal. Matt Derbyshire, who played for Blackburn Rovers. Not Nottingham Forest and Rotherham and Olympiacos. And, uh, and Olympiakos, yeah. yeah. Apologies <laughs> at the age, ripe old age of thirty-six. It's a lovely job, in it, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's about it's about the only ones that stand out in the current lineups. I think it's one of those countries
1: that you know trends kind of pass through, like. Jermaine Pennant, I'm sure, went there and just flopped, even in even at that level. Did he? I'm sure. Yeah, Jermaine Pennant played in 2014 for FC Poon City in India. Poon City. Yeah. He Good only ma- he only managed to play seven matches, didn't score any goals, and then left to go to Wigan. <laughs> wow. Poon City to Wigan.
0: What a come down.
1: Uh, and then from Wigan. After scoring 3-13, and he went to Tampines Rovers in Singapore. Wow.
2: Strange, isn't it? But I've often said, and I've said on this this pod before, that if I had anything like the skills to be sort of making a wage, there's no way I'd be going to, like, the second tier of Scotland or Wigan or something silly like that. I'd be trying to do every continent. You Mm. probably said that last time I mentioned this. I'd be on the beach in Malta or cypress or or poon. Just enjoying (laughs) myself.
0: Poon!
2: Tim Curry's jar of curry.
0: What? It's not the best, but it's been in a lot of things. The curry is too strong. (laughs)
2: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
0: Okay, so delving down into the sort of interesting tidbits that I found from looking at Indian football history. This, I was told, I was told this a long time ago, and I think it it may or may not be an urban myth, but um, there's a persistent idea that FIFA had to put considerable pressure on India to start turning up to matches wearing boots Back in the 1940s, because they preferred to play barefoot. That's excellent. And what I, I have seen photographs where certainly a, a majority of the players are barefoot. They just they've just got kind of bindings on their feet, like bandages, possibly after being stepped on a number of times. But who knows? Oh, When they turned up to their first professional tournament, which was the olympics the 1948 summer olympics one of the early national heroes of the indian national team uh tali marin o said well you see we play football in india whereas you play bootball <laughs> uh, yeah i like that he's a sassy little man <laughs> <laughs> so yeah 1948 Summer Olympics was India's first professional tournament. Um, They only had the one game, sadly, but they did manage to only lose 2-1 to a France side that contained one of Lille's best-ever forwards in the form of Andre Strap. And um, they actually missed two penalties during the 90 minutes, so it, it could well have been a legendary result for them on any other day
1: bet the penalties were given when they went into the box and got stamped on, <laughs> <laughs> quite possibly.
0: But um, the sort of meat and potatoes of my story is after they had the, the 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 match at the the Olympics, they went on to have one of the most insane tours for the time that I I think I've heard of. Like, there's a there's a lot of sort of stories from the early days of football where. Teams to basically get on a boat and then go on mad exhibition games for the best part of a year.
1: We covered that recently in Wardy's book, didn't we? With was it San Lorenzo? I went to like yeah Coventry yeah. in Southampton or something <laughs> in Brentford. So they
0: managed to win some hearts and minds in London when they played in the Olympics, and um, the Indian national team decided that they were going to spend a few more weeks in Europe and play several friendly matches. Um, So from London, they went to the Netherlands and played against Sparta Rotterdam, losing 2-1. And then a week after, they managed to thrash Ajax uh, 5-1 just two days after their game against Sparta Rotterdam. No way. But then the week after that, they went down to The Hague and played against a team called Bala Bala Baliadas Chatt- Chatterjee. Oh, yeah, those No, sorry, I fucked that up. That's a player's name. Oh, Christ. <laughs> but then the week after that, they went to play a team called VUC Den Haag and yeah. lost 1 0. So, not really. <laughs> Bit, they're a bit all over the place in this tour. Managing to thrash Ajax 5 1, then losing to a team that I can't actually find a website for. Funny old so,
2: place, The Hague, isn't it? Uh, Sure. <laughs> Not known for the football is what we was, was getting at. <laughs> they got other stuff going on. They got other stuff going on. Like
0: chess. Chess. Right. So, from the Netherlands, our little gang of plucky Indians go over to the German city of Dusseldorf on August 17th. Unfortunately, they went all that way and had the match called off. So, after a rather pointless trip to Dusseldorf, they returned to England, where they arranged a friendly match against, uh, uh, air quotes, all-star team of Athenian League players. Oh, wow. And managed to win against them 3-1. Whichever 11 players they could find, is that essentially these (laughs) all-stars? Yeah, pretty much. So then they buggered off to Wales, where they played against the Wales amateur team. uh, They played two matches against them. India won the first match 4-1. And then um, the replay was a goalless draw So, still pretty good. They crossed back into England, where they travelled to Sutton Coalfield, a suburb within the city of Birmingham, to to face Bouldermere St. Michael's FC. So, I'm just kind of... I'm kind of in awe at the ups and downs of this trip. Like, you're going over to play really famous Dutch teams, like Sparta Rotterdam and Ajax, Um, Trying to play a game in Dusseldorf um, and, you know, going over to Wales to play like what is essentially a form of their international team and then coming back over to play Bouldermere St. Michael's.
2: That's crazy.
0: Which is, uh, I believe, is a club that persists to this day, which I think Daz has
1: actually visited. Yeah, recently went. It was the last Ground Crawlers live episode, and it's uh, good ground. There's no mention. There's a hell of a lot of history there. Annoyingly, there is no mention or no, like, cap or trophy or whatever from that game against India. Would have been nice to see that in the trophy cabinet.
0: Well, it might be one that Baltimore St. Michael's would rather forget. Oh. Because um, when... They welcomed India to a soggy, muddy game at the Church raid ground on August 31st. Um, apparently the heavy rainfall forced the Indian team to wear boots, all of them. They lost 1-0. And the same fellow that scored the consolation goal against France at the Olympics, uh, Sarangapani Raman. Headed home the lone goal of the match. And um, approximately 800 locals watched India pick up a very famous victory against Baltimore St. Saint- Saint Michael's. That's excellent. I'm a huge fan of that. And the local newspapers published headlines such as Football Style co- Contrast and Tourists Excel in Ball Control.
2: I mean those headlines could have gone anywhere there. I was sort of hovering over the mute button just in case.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and
0: an yeah. a- excerpt from the local papers said last night's match between Baltimore, St. Michael's and the Indian Olympic exile at church road won by the tourists by the only goal provided an interesting contrast to football styles. Baltimore did well to hold their visitors to the lowest possible margin but it is no injustice to suggest that the conditions were all against the tourists. Uh, boots were the cause of a considerable amount of Indian discomfort last night. They caused goals to be missed, passes to go astray, and members of that country's Olympic team to make many violent contacts with the Boulder bear St. Michael's sloping <laughs> ground at Church Road.
1: That's, Lads, the boots, I promise. <laughs> it does sound like that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's sensational, but I'd love to have If you talk about going back to a moment of history, I think that's definitely one I'd pick. Mm -hmm. Baldmere, what was it, 1948?
0: 1948, yeah, it would have been interesting to see.
1: Yeah.
0: Up until this point,
1: the most random match I've heard of at Baldmere was recently, I think it was England versus Ireland, Blind 11. Mm -hmm. And that was like, I think that was during or just after COVID. And they hosted a, a friendly match between England and Ireland blind elevens, which again I would have loved to have seen. And I thought, surely, for a you know a certain cold field, middle of the Midlands football ground, that's got to be the most random match ever hosted there. But apparently know. not. Yeah. Uh, oh. According to
0: the the newspaper reports, it was only after Raman. Uh, discarded his boots at the touchline that he was able to score the winning goal. Nice. So (laughs) it really does seem like at the time they just couldn't play unless they weren't wearing boots.
2: I imagine that would have smashed your toes to bits.
0: (sighs) Yeah, I mean common sense would suggest that it would nerf you quite significantly but there you go. I thought that was, you know a bit of a wild and wacky tour, which we would be very proud to have done as ground hoppers. Yeah, and um, nice couple of nice couple of victories for the early Indian side against legends such as Sparta Rotterdam, the Wales national team, and Boldermere Saint Michael's. Mm. Perhaps the most exotic look out, look out of the lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: how are they doing at the moment india yeah
1: uh they are think... doing better than they were cause i think they've actually got like a few facilities now
0: yeah i think they beat hong kong 4-0 fairly recently to qualify for the uh, afc asian cup but um i think they also have been in some hot water Well, when I first got, when I first picked India in the uh, random country generator thing, obviously my mind strayed immediately to the case of uh, Gurav Muki, who was that chap who pretended to be an under-18s player, despite very obviously being a man in his (laughs) mid-20s, complete with a luxurious moustache. um, which, you know, when it did the rounds on like Sports Bible and whatnot was was very funny. But I, I, as I dug a bit more into the issue, apparently it's a real problem in India. Like you get people just um, people with that extra edge of physicality and those extra five years of experience or whatever just turning up and saying, oh, yeah, I'm 16. And you find a lot of youth players are uh, get put to an unfair disadvantage because of it. So, funny, but also a problem.
2: I like that. Trying to sort of extend your career, maybe. Go back a couple of years.
1: I guess it's kind of the opposite uh, to the Neville brothers. They used to train basically against the under-16s to try and toughen themselves up a little bit. Maybe.
0: It might be worth tweeting out a picture of this fella just in, on the off chance that one of our listeners hasn't seen him. But it's... <laughs> i i I don't think that there's a sixteen year old on this planet with a mustache like that, and if you're gonna pretend to be a youth player, don't grow a glorious mustache, yeah, so it's of like
1: do yourself a favor <laughs> <laughs> yeah i definitely remember seeing this before I mean if we can all think back to what our
0: mustaches look like at the age of sixteen, it is not that
2: he seems to have had. Some kind of career of note because there's plenty of live shots of him playing. There's one giving a hug to Everton legend Tim Cahill, which is <laughs> unexpected. Nice, but yeah, he's a yeah, he, he is a he's just a sort of adult man, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no other way to put
1: it.
0: Yeah, he is a fully pubescent man, <laughs> yeah,
1: indeed.
0: Speaking, didn't Tim Cahill
1: end his career in India?
0: Yeah, I think that's how they ended up in a picture together because man Mustache McGee was um, the youngest scorer ever for whatever club he played for at the time before he was found to be a fraud. Mm. So I think Tim Cahill, I think I actually read about this exact exchange in, in my research, Like, was giving him a hug saying, oh, you remember this for the rest of your life. Yeah, which I'm sure he before does. it transpired it can, that he was. It, it still might a bit be the case. Laugh.
2: I mean, I remember things since I've been an adult. It can happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember all my best lies. <laughs> Great stuff.
2: Anyway, is that enough, India? It's been all right.
0: Yeah, India.
1: Thanks.
2: Thanks,
0: uh, India. Keep on being amusing.
1: Yeah. Before we move on to the quiz, I am going to fire up the generator again because
2: because I like because... to think that noise is unrelated. It's just Tom's <laughs> lost his mind, <laughs> having a stroke.
1: It's time for me to draw a random country for Baxter. Oh, is it me again? Okay, yeah, right. So I'm pressing random now. You've got the Solomon Islands. Yes!
0: Yes! a neck. <laughs> Plug it into my veins.
2: I'm not going to use all my Tim Cahill content now. I'll save it.
1: There's definitely some good stuff out there, including some hysterically named teams.
2: I'll make a point of doing that then. That's good. Mm. Marvel should be be able to get that sorted and we'll do that sort of soonish. Then that's cool. Yeah, it's
1: probably thinking about it of all my obscure football manager careers, it's probably the most obscure league I managed in. Do you want to know what the top two
0: exports of the Solomon Islands are? One rough wood, 65.8%, two (laughs) processed
2: fish, 10.2%. Oh, okay. I mean that still leaves a twenty odd percent unaccounted for. for. Football, yeah. The rough wood and football. Is rough wood a thing? I've got rough wood right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, are we doing this quiz or what? Yeah, right, okay. Well, since there's three of us, we're gonna have a little round of guessing the players' clubs, um, which is not at all stolen from any other Podcast you might have heard of, and I will fight anyone who says we'll it's a war with anyone that says it is absolutely so Kazakhstani or not. <laughs> because, yeah, because we've been a bit rubbish the last couple of goes, with the exception of Daz, who's been consistently good at what? this. I've tried to make it a little bit not easier, but players who we certainly know a couple of clubs that they've played at, if nothing else. So I don't know who wants to go first for this one, but he has played for one, two, three, eight senior clubs and his name is Robert William Savage better known of course as Robbie Savage now that noise from Tom suggests he may need a second more of thinking time so Daz I don't know if you wanted to see how many of his I've forgotten how many eight clubs you can go for give us a bid a couple of them surprised me I mean I thought (laughs) I knew a few
1: but there are a couple uh, of surprises. Now, I'm sure his first club he didn't actually get to play. Are uh, we including clubs that he
2: didn't make an appearance for? See, we talked about this the other time, didn't we? I mean I think yes. As long as it's not just the youth club. Okay. I mean, if, and it's famous. Signed, and yeah. this guy bangs on about being at that club quite a lot. So that's kind of a given with this guy. So I think we'll allow it. Fanny. Justice for Danny Whitaker. Yeah, two right. I didn't realise he'd been fired when you put in our groups. I thought, well, he's he's a bit of a legend. Why would they fire him? And then I sort of read the statement that we tweeted out, and it's yeah, it seems odd.
1: I feel confident that I can name five. Let me just pull some pull some more out of my ass. I'm unsure about two of them, but
2: well, I mean, if it you is... want, you can revise your bid
1: because fine, I'll say. I'll say three to start with.
2: That's right, well, it. I'll say four, then. Okay. Oh,
1: so- I'll say five, then.
2: Are you shite? Um, <laughs> oh, well. I tried to build the tension. Didn't really work. Six. Does. Yeah.
0: Off you go, Tom. Manchester United. That's one. Blackburn. Two. QPR. Why do you always
2: try QPR? It's never QPR, QPR went through a phase of, of signing everyone, and that's sensible-ish guess, but I'm, I'm afraid not in this case, so that's 1-0 to Daz. Daz, do you want to fill us in with any of the other remaining six?
1: Weirdly, and I don't know if this is on your list, the one that I was unsure about, I had got Manu as well, the other one I was unsure about was Stockport Town. He made one appearance for Stockport at the end of his oh, career. For fuck's sake. Yeah, not even Stockport County, Stockport Town. Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't even realize that. I saw it as Stockport. Even no, though it no. says Stockport Town, I read it as Stockport County. I don't know why. The reason I remember that is because it was the same year that Stein Dominizer yeah. in that league. And I remember thinking, if we come across, like, I think probably at the time, like 44 year old Robbie Savage, it would have been quite funny.
0: Because he was, he, was, he was part owner of them before he got bored and
1: brought Mac- Macclesfield. Yeah, both of them were the two guys who own it now. No, the, the, other, the three big ones were Leicester, Birmingham, Blackburn. Yeah.
2: Um, between Man United and Leicester, he had a couple of years at Crewe. Uh, after Blackburn, he went to Derby, and then he had six appearances on loan
1: at Brighton. Right, well, I didn't have any of them, so... Oh, well. should've, yeah, should have got Derby. I specifically remember him playing in that shirt. In fact, I'm sure he played for Derby in that year where they got the record lowest points total in the oh, crowd.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. He was in that team. Just, just so... getting a red card
1: every week. <laughs> ah, yeah.
2: Second, They only won one game that season, and I think it was in February, so that was, was a miserable... Was it against uh, Everton? No, it wasn't. Do I, um, I, you know what it probably was, let's be honest. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Everton... The next guy whose career we're having to go through is a certain Francis James Lampard. And he has played for five clubs. A couple of them are pretty obvious, but, you know, let's have a little right. have fun here. Right. So I don't know. This sounds like Tom's deliberation noise. So I don't know how this works. If we go straight to Tom or, Daz, do you get to stick yourself in because you, you won the last
1: one? I never. Really did you to say this, five? You. I did. I'll go three again.
0: I can definitely do four. Ooh, big talk.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Daz, are you gonna go for glory, or are you gonna make Tom do his four?
1: The fifth one must be some weird line spell.
2: He made nine appearances and scored one goal. <coughs> at yeah, a lone club.
0: This is this. That was the conclusion I drew as well, but I can't remember the life of me.
2: I can't picture him in this team shirt. <laughs> Fine. Tom's doing it then. Right, Good luck, mate. West
1: QPR. Ham.
2: QPR, <laughs> West Ham is correct. Chelsea. Is correct. It's two. Man
0: City. Three. New York City. That's four. Well
2: done. And we're going all the way to a tie break. Daz, do you want to have a punt at the fifth? Or uh, or Tom, do you want to... Is it Everton? No. Oh. Daz.
0: Bournemouth. Swansea. Apparently, yeah, I can't really imagine I can't really imagine
2: that. In the 95 to 96 season, so his first year as a pro, he played nine <laughs> games and scored just the one. Well, I mean, pff, fair enough. I'm glad it went all the way to the third player tonight, and you'll hear why when I say his name. Excellent. Um, he has played for 17 clubs. Oh god. <laughs> he is still playing and there's nothing else to say about him apart from he is a massive football league legend and his name is Ruben James Reed. So you should get a couple of teams just based on what I've said there. How much you know about him, his career, apart from that, we'll see. I'm getting some rather blank books <sighs> back. I, I don't know who this is. I
1: did he, not know he'd played for that many teams. He
2: is a Bristolian, Tom. He loves the West Country. He is still hanging around the West Country. I might be interviewing him next week. That might give you one. Ruben Reed. As it's going to be really embarrassing, isn't it? You can name some West Country clubs, but yeah. All right, fuck it. I'll go for four. <laughs> okay. Hang on. He's played for that many clubs. It Wikipedia doesn't even go to the bottom where it shows you his total appearance. Did you say, did you say you're going for four, dads? yeah Yeah. Uh... He has played for that. Oh no, he has played for a few West Country clubs. Oh, but he's no, he has. But then he's also he had a little bit of a few years where he went up north for a bit, or to the Midlands, and wherever Peterborough is. Cheers. <laughs> he played thirteen times, but Peterborough didn't score. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say five. Man, go on, them. Either Daz, John six or Tommy going in. Uh... You have another. You have another guess at all today, Daz. I think you've got to do this. Fine,
1: I'll go for six. Now the four I the four I had were Western Supermare mm-hmm. Plymouth, that's two, West Brom, three, and Forest Green. That's four. Well done. That was the four I knew. You have just told us Peterborough. Yeah, you <laughs> have that, that's five. And then you said West Country clubs, so I'm gonna make a random guess of. Yeovil, Yeovil Town is correct.
0: Most it? people have played for Yeovil. It's one of those clubs.
2: Did you want to add any others to the list, just for the sake of it? Exeter, Cheltenham, yeah, uh, yeah, um, Truro. Uh, no more after that. Exeter and Exeter and Cheltenham seem to be. Oh no, one more. If you can, I don't know. Torquay. They're pretty far oh, yeah. south. Yeah, I
1: should have considered them. Really.
2: He also had a bit of a random spell. Early on his career, Kidderminster, Rochdale, Wickham, Brentford, Rotherham, Walsall, nice. Oldham. That's it, I think. True legend. Oh, absolute hero of man. They've got a very young photo of him on his Wikipedia. young?
0: young? Yeah. <laughs> him to... with, like, yoghurt smeared all over his face in a high chair. Right,
2: that's well, it. Then. That's my quiz. Hey, remain unbeaten. Another episode in the bag. Tom doesn't know Ruben Reed is. Anything else to add before we do? I'm it. a joke.
1: Uh, just just to say, make sure you tune in next time for the Big 100, our 100th episode. If you would like to contact us for any reason, you can
0: email us at pintofootball2015 at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter, POF underscore reviews, and we're on Facebook as Pint of Football. Please send us pictures of your feet.
2: (laughs) Or of your rough wood. I don't really like Middle Eastern food. Whenever I eat it, I feel awful. Feel awful. Feel awful. (laughs)